Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? How y'all doing, Gibby? How y'all doing? It's been a real roller coaster ride lately, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It has. But, I mean, uh, some days like, it looks like the halves are taking off. We're going to the offs, buddy. Win the cup, but then... <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about current events. Habs news. Uh, how did the Habs fare in their first back-to-back of the season? Uh, game planning against the Habs. How do you do it? Uh, all Habs staff writer Blaine Potvin will be joining us. He's from the Habs Unfiltered podcast, and we're going to be talking about a number of topics. And we got so much more. But first, let's get to our sponsor. <laughs> What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. Sunspot app. Gibby, tell them about it. All right. Sunspot, connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. share. All right. Now uh, let's get into what has happened since we've been gone. So Floyd Money Mayweather is back, okay? And he's back, and he's fighting kickboxing sensation Tenshin Nasukawa. Everybody was kung fu fighting. So these two were set to fight, allegedly. But uh, the fight is now off. So, yeah, I guess Floyd Mayweather, I guess it was some sort of publicity stunt. He said that he was he agreed to some exhibition fight. Now they're going on like it's this big fight. And Floyd Mayweather came out and said, like, listen, this is this is not the case here. Uh, no. They misled the people. So we will not be getting that well away. Everybody was excited for that fight. Yeah, he's retired. He's going to stay retired. The guy still makes money. So very upset, man. I was just I was dying for everybody was coming Hey, <laughs> um, Mo Salah, he got a custom statue made of himself, and it looks like it was the same artist who created uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's original yeah, piece. So, He's back I at it. I saw it, man. It's so He's bad. Back Poor at Muhammad. It. Poor Muhammad. Oh, my God. Dude, it looks so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it looks like uh, there's a movie. I can't remember it from. It's like a little statue necklace thing that they have, and it looks like it's like... Oh, it's like a little, you know, those trolls, you know, the, remember those trolls with the, like, 
With the hair? Yeah, with the, with the hair, yeah, with yeah, the colored hair. It kind of looks like that, It no? does kind of look like that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a funky. <laughs> so bad. Like, if you're going to do these statues, man, like, come on. Just do it right. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't embarrass yourself. The best is the artist is like, oh, uh, yeah, I take pride in my work. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah, sure, but <laughs> Maybe when you close your eyes. <laughs> uh, LaMelo Ball is returning to high school, and the reject brother, LiAngelo, oh. is aiming for come the on. G League. <laughs> so G League is NBA minor. Yeah. League, so. Whatever. <laughs> Their father, man. I don't know. Man. I haven't heard much of him, actually. Well, I think he's, just, he's starting to realize, like, listen, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, only his, one. His little stunt that he pulled is just not working, man. He, he gets one of those, too. There you go, bud. That's for you. That's, That's for, for you. the whole ball family, except for, is it LaMelo? Lamar? LaVar. No. LaVar. No, LaVar is the dad. No, LaVar is the dad. Oh, my God. D'Angelo? No, who's who plays right now? Lamelo, Liangelo, and oh my God, how are we not? I don't know, man. I just brain farted. Check it out. Who is oh, it? How do we not know this? What's going on? I don't know. Uh, I guess I got to play one of those for us. <laughs> Lonzo, Lonzo, man, I knew that. How do we not know oh. that? Anyway, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, the Ball family. Good luck to you. Uh, New Orleans. Yes. Saints, the Saints, they beat the Rams to ruin their perfect record. I said it. If the team that, if there was going to be a team to beat the Rams, it was going to be them. So are they the real deal, man? They, oh, they, yeah. Can they do it? Can they're, they do it this year? They're a good team, man. They look really good. Wait, who? The Rams or the Saints? Either or. The Saints. I think the Saints are going to do really, I think they're going to go far in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they're a good team. Both have suspect defense, though. That's the one thing actually, that I no, worry about. Pe- people actually underestimate uh, New Orleans' defense. They're actually pretty decent. Yeah, I guess they are, right? That's why, well, their rush defense is pretty good. That's why Gurley didn't you know exactly. Who, you know who is still undefeated? Ba- Bobby Boucher, which is my fantasy football team. 8 0, 8 0. Just Whatever. holding on right now. I think you're 9-0, actually. 9-0? I don't Whatever. remember. I can't even count so many wins. Uh, Des Bryant, yeah. set to uh, join the Saints. Picked him right up in, my, in the fantasy league. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's going to play more of like a decoy role, but I'm sure he'll have a couple big weeks. This is yep. a good ad. I think he's got yep. some game left. Yeah. Um, so Bills fans, <laughs> open up a GoFundMe account so Peterman, Nate Peterman, the quarterback, can retire. <laughs> That's some sad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Nate Peterman. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's trash. Yeah, he is bad, but I mean, Bill's Mafia is getting a little out of hand out of here. He's a person. He's got feelings, too. Um, And this kind of sparked the ex-Buffalo Bill quarterback, EJ Manuel. Uh, He tweeted his frustration. He's like, if Peterman has a job, I should have one, too. I mean, he was he's right, though. He was never as bad, (laughs) even when he was on the Bills, as Peterman was. But he says, I usually never open up about my situation in Buffalo. But the fact that this guy has had multiple games with four plus interceptions and I still don't have a job in the league. Unreal. Say what you want about me, but never have I ever done that. Forget a learning curve. I didn't get the luxury of being able to use that as an excuse. I wonder why. Ooh. That, my friend, is... Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) Yeah, but he's true. Um, He's true. Uh, Daniel Cormier, he won again, man. Uh, Dominated Derek Lewis. Calls out Brock Lesnar after and tells him to bring his universal, his WWE universal title. Yeah, that'd be an interesting fight. Um, That's all staged, man, because he was there. Lesnar was there. 
Wasn't he? I don't know if he was there this time. Didn't he? I know he was or there. Or was like, that a previous thing? That was the last thing. fight he oh, was there. I was half asleep at that point. Yeah, I don't know. That's... I don't know. Man. I'd like to... He says he doesn't want to fight Jones again. Mm. I think that that should be the fight. Jones against Cormier. Jones needs to straighten his life out. Um, NHL 19, man. They created digital jerseys for original six teams. Did you so, see those jerseys? So ugly. They're all ugly. I think the only ones that I actually thought were decent were, I think it was Detroit and Chicago. They were like the decent ones. All the other ones were ugly. The Habs one is so bad. Oh, my God. Terrible. The the Leafs one was bad. Like, all of them were bad. So bad, yeah. They could do better. Come on. Come on. Come on, Come on, NHL EA 19. Smart enough. The LA Kings, man, they fired their head coach, John Stevens. Yeah. Needed a little shakeup. Yeah. They were struggling. Yeah, they were off to a start. That division is struggling, so, I mean, it's not over yet. Maybe a little shake-up, a little new school hockey. We'll get them going. Uh, the Predators, the Preds, they signed Rene to a two-year extension, $10 million. Mm-hmm. That's good deal. pretty good, man. Good, good deal. deal. It just makes uh, uh, Carey Price's contract <laughs> look like a lot of money, but he is an older goalie, Rene, right? I think he's, what, like 37, 38, something like that? I don't know if he's that old, but I think he's in, he's in his mid-30s, probably. Yeah, okay. Um, just when you thought things were turning around in Ottawa, a video surfaces. Did you get to see the Uber video? What do you, let's, let's. I didn't even watch the video because I don't really, to be honest, I don't really care what they're saying because at the end of the day, like, it's a private conversation that shouldn't be released to the press. Like, it, 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 and the Uber, like, founder or whatever went out and said, like, we're doing a heavy investigation of who released this and yeah, whatever. Like and like you should. Fact of the matter is, you should never record somebody without them being without them without knowing. consent. Yes, but um, yeah, I think you know. I think first of all, I think it's careless by the players. You got to be. It careful. is a little like, bit. First of all, first of all, I don't know why you're coming into a car and, sit and telling somebody, "Oh, I play for the Ottawa Senators." Right away, it's like, "Hey, bud." Take a picture of me. Take a look at me. Dumb, yeah. dumb idea. Never tell anybody who you are. That's mistake number one. And especially if you're in a public transport anywhere like that, don't speak in front of people. Speak on, in, only in front of people that you can trust, your teammates. So that was a mistake by them. But, yes, I still don't – I think it was a bad move or a cowardly move by the Uber driver. But, you know, you, that's why you got to be careful. Don't trust anybody. Yeah. At least they didn't say nothing too bad. They were just talking – Kind of dissing the the assistant coach or the penalty kill coach, whatever. Just yeah, they said they haven't listened to him <laughs> yeah, in he's weeks like, or whatever. He's got the worst penalty kill. <laughs> but um, nothing too bad. They didn't say anything that crossed the line. So I think it'll end up just being water under the bridge. I don't think yeah. it's anything too big. And uh, another big news here, Black, Blackhawks uh, fired uh, Joel Quenville. Yeah. Yeah, the- Think Fired three, after 10 three Stanley seasons. Cups. Three, three Stanley Cups. Yeah, it's big. That's a big, bold move. He'll have a job by the end, by the start of next season. You think so? You think yeah. he'll have like a, like a Claude Julian kind of thing before the end of the year? Mm. Get picked up? Maybe. You never know. All I know is that uh, he's one of the greatest uh, coaches. So he'll, he'll, he'll have a job soon. Okay. All right. If you say so. Uh, now it's time for some Habs news. I'm going to let you do this one, Gibby. I want to get you more involved, bud. 
So what do you got for Habs news? All right, so Jasperi Kotkaniemi, he scored his first goal in style with a beauty snip. Later on, he gets his second against the defending champs. Yeah, that was beauty. That was a great moment for the kid. I loved seeing that. And he's a humble, humble kid. He's like, oh, I got lucky. Where It was a pretty nice shot. Pretty yeah, it was. Nice I hope was, he could, might want it back, but it's pretty good. What? <laughs> I said Holtby might want it back, but it was pretty good. For me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nice snip. Uh, not all good news on the fin. Uh, Jasperi's father was fired from the team as they are off to a terrible start without him. Yeah, so he was fired from his, the team that he coaches in Finland. Wow, that's, yeah, it's, they need him. Yeah, <laughs> like I guess Jasperi was, was the GOAT. May, but you, hopefully he doesn't feel guilty about that. Like, I should have went <laughs> for my father. Hey, Claude, sh- <laughs> uh, Claude, I don't even know what a if Finnish... He can't save his giant. Claude and, <laughs> hey, Claude, uh, Mark, send me back, please. Yeah. He has no accent anymore. No, he, he has an accent. No, I know. I just couldn't do a Finnish accent. It's terrible. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So Jeremiah Addison was placed on unconditional waivers after refusing his EH, ECHL assignment. Yeah. Now, and it was for termination. So he's. That's that's crazy, man. Man, I, I really liked him. Yeah, I and liked you, him too. You loved I him, did. man. I thought that I re- like I liked his leadership. I thought he was pretty good in juniors. I thought he showed signs of some. Um, potential yeah. in the AHL, but I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened this year. I don't know why you would. He didn't play, just, and he didn't want to take that assignment. Maybe he thought that there's uh, opportunities in other places. Maybe he'll go out in Europe or something. Maybe. Uh, so six have prospects, Nick Suzuki, Cam Hillis, Josh Brook, Scott Walford, and is it Joel or Yoel? Like, Armia. I think it's Joel. Okay. Joel. Joel. Joel Let's Teasdale. go Yoel. Okay, Yoel. <laughs> Yoel Teasdale and Alexander Romanov. Uh, they'll participate in the annual Canada versus Russia exhibition, exhibition tournament. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's a lot of prospects. Yeah, Six it's good. Of them. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. I'm really excited to see Romanov. A yeah. lot of people are talking really highly of him. He's my guy. Remember I said, yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, man, this kid is kind of like an underrated prospect. Yeah. People thought they were going... It was a heavy reach, but he's really shown that he, you know, he's playing with men and he's stepping up and this kid could be a steal. Yeah. They're projecting him to be top four. So yeah, let's, let's see. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. I think it's something that everybody should take in and watch these young kids play. Nick Suzuki's on fire right now. So I'd love to see him play. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Nick Suzuki and the other part Ooh. of the trade, Max Pacioretty is returning to the Bell Center on Saturday. Wow. The long awaited. Max Emilian. Do you think <laughs> they're gonna do like a tribute? I think they will, man. He's, yeah? he's you think he's captain. gonna get booed? No, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah. I don't think he'll get booed, man. I don't. I don't see a reason for him to get booed. I wouldn't. I mean, I think that the, he's our captain. He he had a lot of good years in Montreal. I think that they'll show him some respect. I yeah. don't see why not. And I think respect. they'll 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 do like a nice, I think, tribute for him. And he deserves it. They should do that. I mean, if they don't, I think that's kind of classless. Yeah. And that's not really the Montreal Canadian style. So I'd yeah. be in shock if they didn't. And uh, just recently, not too long ago, maybe about half hour ago, uh, the Habs called up Kenny Augustino. Yeah. 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 This is a this is a weird one. It's. I don't, I, and when you guys spoke about it on the group chat, I was a little upset. I was a little heated. I was like, it's so ridiculous, man. Like, we're sure back. Yeah, but give I, the kid a chance. He's on assignment. They can keep him there, I think, for two weeks or 15 days. I think that's what it is. And I think they're going to have a people coming back. So I think they just want him to complete his assignment, buy some more time. They're going to have to make some roster moves. So I think they want to see what they have in Sherback before they make a decision on him. 
I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. I I, I know. get what you're saying, but I just don't like it. I agree. It's it's kind of weird. You would want Sherback to get this spot, but it's just I think they want him to play down there and and, and really earn it. Yeah. I haven't even been following him too much. How's like? Do you know how he's been doing? He's he's. There's been mixed reviews, but from what I heard, he's been okay. Uh, the coach praised him the good. first game. The second game, that's kind of said he wasn't that good. But Amy Johnson said that I don't know what the coach is talking about. Like he, he actually was good. So I don't know. It's you got to watch the games. I I have the AHL app, AHL TV app. I'm gonna check it out uh, today if I can get a chance. Mm. All right. But uh, that's all we got for now. Today's song of the day is Drake back to back, um, but I, I had to get the instrumental because I, I couldn't play the uh, full version. Because I couldn't find the radio edit. Explicit, but back to back. Time to get into the show. Little uh, Lewis remix. Yeah, there. that was uh, me in, in, in on the ones and twos. Uh, so I play that instrumental because we had our first back to back of yeah. the season. Tell me, how did the team fare? Well, uh, for those of you that didn't watch Monday and Tuesday, we went one and one. Uh, first game was a good comeback win, and then the second game, it's uh, we blew a two nothing lead, <laughs> and. Like, okay, so I wasn't able to watch the whole game. I literally showed up with five minutes left. It was 3-3. And then that Pionk kid went end-to-end, just trash defense. Um, some positives, I guess. Domi is remaining on fire. He's extended his four-game goal streak. Yeah. Um, Drewen had a rough second game, although he did have a good game in the first. But as a whole, I feel like... Our team played well as a whole, but the the youth and lack of experience showed a little bit. With yeah. the, Drew N looked tired. Uh, Price, I don't know. I didn't watch the game, the second game, but judging from what I'm seeing, he didn't exactly have a great game. I felt like he could have the could have saved the fourth goal. Little poke check, but I get it. He's protecting the post. Overall first back-to-back of the season like I said it shows that we're a young team and it really shows what's going on with the rest of the, it's going to show what's going to happen with the rest of the season um we're going to be up and down yeah. it's going to be an up and down roller coaster like we expected but like I've been saying as long as we're competing I'm happy yeah I mean it started well for yeah. four and a half periods and everything <laughs> was good yeah I mean but the Rangers, I think they found a, they found a way yesterday that dragged the Habs into the fight. They always find something, you know. Yeah, and I mean, when we lost our, our Mia too, we went down a man, double shifting. The fourth line was a disaster again. I mean, and then you can just start to see them gas out. Yeah, and I think you know, not to mention that power play. Our power play is the equivalent to leaving your car lights on 
overnight. I swear, it just drains. Like, it drains the team. It's draining. It's draining. And, uh, like, I mean, you take all these penalties. The, the penalty kill was great, but I think what the problem is is you're, you're on your back heels, and, I, and it's ruining the flow of the game yeah. when, you're, when you're constantly on the penalty kill. I mean, this is what you don't want to happen at a back-to-back, but I think that it's always a possibility. I think it's what separates the good from the great teams. The great teams, they can have a bad night and find a, a way to win. I don't think this is that type of team. They got to play the full 60, and they got to be disciplined to win. And they got away from that, I think, on, on the second half of this road trip. Um, you know, you go from one high to, the, to, to a low. I mean, a great comeback with uh, one, uh, one night and a blown lead the next night. Niemi looked good. Yeah. It was a roller coaster of emotions, I think, for the fan base, and it's been like that. But like you said, I I expect a lot of this because it is a young group and they're still learning. So people just gotta be patient with them. It's not they're not elite. They're gonna make mistakes. There's gonna be hiccups along the way. So I think this is just part of their growth as a team. Now, if you are a coach and, and you are planning against the 2018 2019 Habs what is your strategy this is a three-part question how would you game plan against last year's Habs and how much different are these two teams okay so for this year's team obviously we're a high pressure high intensity team my strategy to play against them would be break down the forecheck play the blue line trap so Everybody kind of like... The neutral try, zone trap? Neutral zone trap, yeah. Try to trap them in the neutral zone. Slow them up. Like, j- basically allow yourselves to play to a slower-paced game, but a little add a little bit of physicality to it. I feel like you're going to break down the Habs. Um, hopefully no other teams are listening right now, because if they are, then they're going to yeah, know our game gonna plan. they're going to take our strategy, man. But, um, we don't want to help them. <laughs> And then for the 2017-2018 squad, last year's squad, honestly, I would play the game that we're playing right now. That's my strategy against them. Um, high pressure. Yeah, right there. You good? Um, high pressure. The high pressure game. That would Because last year, our defense was all over the place. We had a hard time breaking out of the zone. Uh, so with that high pressure, they're going to make mistakes. They would, they'll cause turnovers, and it'll lead to a lot more scoring chances. Now, how much more different are these two teams? Well, I wouldn't say they're very drastically different because they were trying to play a speed game last year. But I think our defensive aspect and our defensive system is a lot more different than last year where we're able to make the breakouts. We're able to have a smoother breakout. Yeah, the transition. (laughs) The transition game is a lot better. And I feel like now... Because we're still playing high, our forwards were always playing high intensity, but now with our transition game a lot better, everything looks more fluid and more and more flow. Like the flow of the, the flow of our of our system is a lot better than last year. I feel like they tried to play it last year, but the defense were not breaking out like they expected. Yeah, I mean, this is a young team. They're fast, and they can burn you on the transition. So I kind of agree with what you're saying. I mean, if you're game planning against them, I think put pucks behind them. You got to put pucks behind the D, pressure on them, and get the cycle going. You've seen the Habs this year chase a lot and lose some of those battles, especially once the cycle starts going. I think 
the, the one thing that Habs like to use is a quick pass breakout, which I think as of late, teams are starting to pick up on it. So I think if you're able to pressure the forwards up high in their own zone, it's going to cause turnovers because they like to make that one quick pass, right? Now, it's a young, emotional team, so I'd be aggressive and kind of drag them into the fight, just like what happened yesterday with New York, right? Drag them into the fight, be aggressive, um, pressure on the D, aggressive forecheck, physicality, and test their discipline. That's how you're going to get to this year's Habs. Now, last year's Habs, I think, are somewhat similar, but I think that with last year's Habs, I would tell my team to jump on them early, get the lead, sit back, and let them come to us and counter. I think that's what a lot of teams were doing. Um, I think the speed, creativity, and fight in this year's Habs is present where in last year's it wasn't there. Like, I mean, they they would just go down and you just can't see them coming back. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the, the one problem is, is that this year they haven't responded well to physicality. Their response to physicality has been frustration. And they haven't found an answer when teams prevent the breakout. I think uh, last year's Habs had no fight. They, they really did. I mean, they just, I never saw them come back in games. They It, it was yeah. like they would become deflated so fast. Um, as for the defense, I think the defense hasn't been that much better than last season. Yes, they're pushing the offense more, but as of defensively, I think they've got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah, and I think that's where the focus needs to be going forward is on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the team is young. This team is young. And they're going to go through growing pains. I think the main thing is, though, this team has taken a huge step compared to last season. And that's what I want. That's the point I wanted to make in this segment. I think fans need to temper expectations and enjoy the ride. Because yeah. I think at the same time, you know, it's okay to expect growth and adjustments. Uh, and that's all we should expect from this year's Habs is growth and adjustments along the way. Mm-hmm. And just learn from the last game and move on. I mean... It's a competitive team, man. They're a, f- a competitive team. They're a fun team. They're not elite. They're not an established team. So I think nights like yesterday are going to happen. Yeah. So just patience. Okay, so now it's time for Goat and Donkey of the Week. All right, Gibby. All right, uh, so my goat of the week is the very well-known Bryce DeChambeau. What? Yeah, so you guys may or may not know of him. I didn't know him until I saw an article. So he's a PGA golfer, um, and he he recently... He rang the horn like he, you know how he wound, you know how you wind up the horn at the Vegas uh, nights games. Yeah, yeah. So he he wound. Is that the right wind? Wound, it up. I guess wound. Yeah, wound, wound winded. He winded up the the horn, <laughs> and he ended up demolishing his hand. He got like a <laughs> huge blister, and guess what? Beers and horns, boys. Yeah, they so don't they don't mix. I saw the video right after the video. He kind of like cranked it up, and then after he kind of like looked at his hand, you could tell that he hurt himself. So. Yeah, the reason why he's a goat is because the next day he had a he had a fi- the final round of his golf tournament. It's the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. He ended up winning. He uh, he won by one stroke despite ripping open ripping open his hand. He had to use moisturizer. Got a bunch of medical treatment for it. I don't know, man. 
That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's you're, you're that's impressive. With one hand, that's pretty good. That's goat. impressive. He, he, yeah, he earned it. <laughs> he earned it. Um, my goat of the week this week. I mean, this is definitely, I think, a popular opinion. This was awesome. Um, Brian Boyle. Yeah. Man, b- battled bone marrow cancer. It's, an, it's now in remission. Um, and this guy comes out, and not only on any night, Hockey Fights Cancer yeah. Night yeah. of all nights, scores a hat trick. I mean, this guy's always been a leader, a solid hockey player, but what an inspiration. Yeah. That, to just anybody, anybody going through anything, I think this is an amazing story. Feel good. Can't write it better. Yeah, it's a feel good. It's a breath of fresh air, not only for hockey fans, but I think for everybody. I mean, sometimes we just need these types of stories to let us know there's hope. And I mean, there's I, I don't think there's any better GOAT of the week than uh, Brian Boyle. <laughs> donkey time. Donkey. Uh, my donkey of the week is Demarius Thomas. So Demarius, he was critical of his ex-Broncos team that he faced off against uh, with as now he is a now a new member of the Houston Texans. Uh, the game was a tight battle game, and it ended up being 1917 for Houston. Demarius, after the game, said in regards to Houston, we like to win, we like to win around here. I'm sorry, come again? Pardon? <laughs> the reason you guys won was because Denver's kicker, Brandon McManus, missed the, the game-winning field goal. Y'all almost lost. And guess what? <laughs> Gibby lost out on $500 because that missed field goal. Yeah. So I'm pretty salty about that. Um, just like you're salty that your ex-team traded you. It's a business, so act like a businessman and act professional, not like a prima donna who thinks his team owes him something. Wow. Part of the business is getting traded. Build a bridge. Get over it. Woo! Don't go bad talking your team, then come out and say, oh, I was emotional at that time. No. Be professional. Don't act like you are acting, which is a donkey. All right, Demarius, take that. Now, mine is football related too. Sean McDermott, <laughs> coach of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, man. Um, well, you heard about the <clears throat> Nate Peterman hate. We spoke about it earlier. And I mean, if you remember last season, McDermott benched Tyrod Taylor. And this is a team in the midst of a playoff race here. Playoffs. And uh, he benches... Uh, Taylor for Peterman, and they lose that game, and they almost miss out on the playoffs. Luckily, the the Red Rifle made it happen and got us in anyway, mm-hmm. so he got lucky there. But that was strike one. But then again and again and again, he keeps going back to Peterman, and the same thing happens. In front of your home fans, you get embarrassed again. How many interceptions does this guy got to throw to show you that he's not suited for the NFL? This is on the coach. This is on the coach. Obviously, the player is going to go out there if you keep throwing him back out there. It's embarrassing. And, I mean, he should be embarrassed. This is embarrassing for the team and for the player. And for that, I make Sean McDermott the donkey of the week. We are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Have a Listen is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites, In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, 
Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. All right, now we welcome all Habs staff writer and co-host of the Habs Unfiltered podcast. He is the best-looking member of that podcast, and I will add that he is currently in third place in the Habilis and Fantasy Hockey League. Blaine Potvin, how are you? I'm great, and I appreciate you throwing in that uh, that placement just as I requested. <laughs> you got lucky last week. Uh, you, you made some adjustments and you tied me. I got off to a hot start in fantasy hockey against you. It's all about coaching. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And you did a great job. I'll give you that. <laughs> all right. So we're going to have like a little round table. I guess it's kind of more like a triangle table because there's only three of us. So a triangle yeah. table discussion <laughs> about the Habs. Um, so let's start with this question. I, let's name the most illogical Habs management decision so far. Gibby, we'll start with you. In Habs history? No, this season. <laughs> this season? Uh, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go and say the Sherback thing. Uh, I think the whole thing with Sherback, I don't like how they're, how they're, mis, how they're mistreating the guy. They really are. I don't, I don't like it. And now with calling up Augustino and not like he's he's just basically melting in in AHL. He's doing nothing there. He's not. I don't think he's he suits well in the AHL. I think you need to let him play in the NHL, let him get his experience and see what the kid has. Because at the end of the day, we're just wasting him away in the AHL. Okay, that's fair. What about you, Blake? Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different tack and kind of. I'm going to go with. All the trades that uh, that Bergevin had made uh, leading up to this summer, he, he traded away big pieces looking for someone to play center, but didn't go and get a center. To me, that was the most illogical thing out of the whole uh, tenure for Bergevin. I mean, the Sherback situation does seem a little bit odd, but it's still kind of playing out right now because he was ill and all that. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on that and go with, why are you treating people looking for centers when they're not centers? To me, that's the logical thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I, they found Domi, though. I mean, and he's starting to look like a pretty good center. Hey, third time's a charm. Yeah, yeah right? it's about time, <laughs> Keep right? Keep trying, and, and he hit it, right? So, I mean, I get, I get that, too, but I feel like 
right now, if you look at the team, it doesn't seem, I mean, I don't think they've really hit the hard road yet, but it doesn't seem like that's the issue anymore, right? The center position, it's like, I don't think we filled it, but at the same time, if it's, it's serviceable right now. Well, Domi looks like he's able to play in a top six role. Uh, you bring in uh, Kotniemi, who's, who's is supremely talented and still learning, but that uh, you add in Deno, and then you have three serviceable centers. Mm-hmm. They did not have three serviceable centers last year, and right. that, I think that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, like I said, I think they did a decent job, in, but again, is it by, was it his plan? Maybe not. Right? No, let's be it realistic. It might be by chance, a little <laughs> he, bit by chance. He missed, he missed with Drouin. Let's be realistic here. And then he, like Blaine said, third time's a charm with Domi. He finally hit it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm the best now. Like, no, yeah. let's be realistic. You made a couple bad choices. But to before. his defense, he, Domi did pl- end the season playing center last year. And he had some decent numbers. If they, if they went that path and looked at his numbers, he did end the season playing center. Yeah. And he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he put up good offense on a team that did not have much of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe, I hope, that he looked at those numbers and said, hey, maybe we can get this kid to do it. I'm, I'm going to say that, yes, he did that, <laughs> but we don't know for sure. Hopefully it's not by chance. Well, let's hope not. Yeah, I, you know, one thing for me, another illogical, I guess, management decision is I liked the hiring of Bouchard and I think it's, I still like it. I don't disagree with it, but I I feel like I wish that they kind of chose a little more of the assistant coaches. I, they, I felt like they need a little more experience down there. It feels like there's just too many people who, who just don't understand the league yet. That's for me, I think was the biggest issue. I like Bouchard. I like his passion. I mean, right now, not a lot of, some people love him. Some people hate him, but I feel like the lack of experience throughout the whole coaching staff, I think, is kind of an issue. I wish they would have found somebody who had a little more experience down there. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. I, I think it, I, I like Bouchard. I think he's a very good coach, but he, like you said, he is a rookie professional mm-hmm. coach. Uh, having someone in his assistant coaching staff that had AHL experience for a few years would be very helpful, especially with him being used to coaching junior aged players. There's a different approach between them and professionals, even though the, the most of the players that he has now are, are mostly just graduated from junior, but it's still professional level. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I don't know much about him but from what, from what I'm seeing. Maybe the reason why they didn't do that is because it wouldn't work with him. He seems like a very, you know, like powerful guy. He doesn't want anybody to kind of cross him. So maybe they think that an experienced guy might bump heads with him. I don't know if that's the reason why they did it, but I just feel like a little more experience would, would do them better. But there's no argument for me. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next topic here. You know, the Habs, it's, it's been up and down. We've had good games. We've had bad games. We faced off against some good teams, though, some top teams in the league. Now, I know expectations have risen. You know, it's like t- fans are getting upset when they lose now. So let's set some realistic expectations for these 2018-2019 Habs. Gibby, 
what are some realistic expectations for them? There's like there's no way between with Habs Habs fans. <laughs> there's either we're gonna win the cup or we're gonna come in last place. It's yeah. it's insane. <laughs> like there's no in between whatsoever. My expectations, and we've spoken about it many times, is we're gonna compete every game. Now we're not necessarily gonna win all the time, but we're gonna compete. Now, if you wanna get a realistic expectation for Standings wise, I think we may just squeak into the wild card spot. But if we don't, I'm saying just missing the wild card spot. Like we're gonna be the brink team to make the wild card. And honestly, the last two games we see our expectations. We're gonna have character wins come back from behind. And then there's gonna be games like yesterday where we blow a two nothing lead and the defense looks like they're all blind mice and they don't know what they're doing. It's I think that actually the two back-to-back games are perfectly describing how the Habs are going to be all season. They're going to be a roller coaster up and down. Yeah. How about you, Blaine? Um, I, I agree with that assessment. And when I, before the season started, I looked at the team and I said they'd be a team that would pick between 10th and 15th and just miss the playoffs. Um, I had a guest on my show uh, a while back, uh, Jimmy Murphy, who called it, for the Canadians to make the playoffs. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, it, between that show and now, uh, I've, we've got more of a, more games to kind of assess what they are, and I, I've adjusted my my expectation a little bit on the improved side, but I still think that they're on that bubble. If they if, if they make it, I think they can if everything works out well. But I think they might just miss. But at the end of the day. <clears throat> watching the games that they've been playing has been a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. So even if they just miss, we're going to have a good season uh, entertainment-wise. But they have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. I mean, they're a team that are at about a 650 to 700 uh, point, per, uh, point percentage, mm-hmm. and that's without Shea Weber. Exactly. You add Shea Weber in, that defense that looked like absolute trash last night against <laughs> yeah. the Rangers, uh, they, the guys move into the chairs that they're more accustomed to. So Petrie moves down. Uh, Juleson, he, his, his minutes are adjusted a little bit. The left side is still uh, still a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. But you got your anchor and defense back. It'll be a little bit of time before he hits full speed. But uh, just his addition and his leadership – on the ice, I think it's gonna it's gonna buoy the team up a little bit, and those up and down that roller coaster ride, it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be a sharp up and down motions as it has been the last week or so. Yeah, I I mean I can't disagree with you guys. I, I agree. I think I think that there's gonna be up and down games. I mean, but the the fan base needs to relax because they saw a couple good games. They saw us, and now all of a sudden everybody thinks that. You know, this team's going to win the cup. Like, everybody relax. It's This is what the team is. They're young. You're going to get them. You're going to have these uh, indisciplined, undisciplined games where you're going to see how young they are and how much they have to learn still. And I think just that is enough to kind of put them out of the top of the division. I think that... I think that they can be competitive and compete for a playoff spot, especially if they can hold the fort till Weber comes back and even carry price just be a little bit better. 
that's enough, I think, for them to be knocking on the door at the end of the season. But, I mean, from what we've seen this hot start, I wouldn't expect it to keep going like that. I think now you're starting to see teams settle in. People are starting to understand the Habs. You see when they start – when the couple games that they lost or the teams that got the best of them, they knew what to do against them. They knew how to slow them down, and you're going to see more of that. Now it's all about how they adjust, and I think that – at the end, when it when the dust settles, I think, like you guys say, we're going to be knocking on the door. But that's that's my expectation. And I'm not going to be upset if they don't make the playoffs. I'm not, because I, I didn't expect it at the beginning of the season. I'm not going to change that, because this is still a very, very young team. And I think we just got to enjoy what we see. And just hopefully it stays competitive, like you guys said. I think if the season, if we lose the rest of the games... For the rest of the season, what we saw up to this point was way better than last year. Yeah, <laughs> just these games. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? uh, and, and and you're right about the, the fans in Montreal. Uh, Canadians fans are very passionate. So when they're up, they are up, and when they're down, they are way down. Yeah, it's and, and you can tell. So uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm happy with what we've seen so far. And even if they lose all the games, as long as they're playing the way they are now, uh, it'll be a much better season than last year. Yeah. And I think the media kind of is the exact same way too, right? It's like when they're good, all praise to the Habs. When they're bad, all of a sudden, every, you know, fingers are pointed everywhere. So it's just that that's the type of market. It's, it's the two extremes. And I hope for, I just want to tell the fans to our listeners and everybody, Hey, Let's find that middle ground here, and let's just enjoy what we see. And that's been my goal, uh, is finding that middle ground. Be fair, give, uh, give credit where it's due, blame where it's due. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm with you on, the, on Carey Price as well. He, he played well uh, to a certain extent last night against Rangers. That third goal, I mean, you can give him some... Uh, some he, he will want that back. I mean, he had it in his glove. He lost it. They scored... But for the most part, it, again, with the defense being an issue, those cross-ice passes, they're losing their man, Pionk just outracing Juleson around. These are things that uh, not many goalies can, can overcome, even if, even if they are making $10.5 million a year. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, at the end of the day, he could have maybe poke-checked Pionk, but at the end of the day... There's five guys he's got to go through, and Price is the last guy. So it's kind of like everybody kind of missed their assignments. And a a guy should never, ever go end-to-end. I don't care who you are, unless you're McDavid or one of the top guys in the league. Guys should never go end-to-end and score on you. I just think it was was bad from everybody. It was a a full team collapse. I'm not going to point out one guy, but I think everybody's to blame. Oh God, yeah. The the indisciplined play, uh, the lack of focus, that was on the whole team. Yeah, I it mean was. the uh, the too many men penalty. That's on the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, even the coaches, are yeah. To everybody, play. everybody seemed to have brain farts. Yeah, that was, happened back to back. And games. it didn't help. It didn't help Armia leaving. It didn't. I no, mean, everybody. Now, had people at double shift with power plays, penalty kills, Armia out of the lineup. I mean, it just scrambled all the lines. We weren't able to find that rhythm. But, okay, so now moving on, Jonathan Drouin. Man, 
He Jonathan Drewen is the Hab season, I guess, right now. Up and down, up and down. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Uh, have we? Who is this player? Have we seen enough of him to determine what he truly is? Gibby. Uh, I'm still not 100% sold on what we see is what we're going to get from Drewen. I think we need more. I, I can see the potential. I just think his issue is, and we've spoken about it so many times, and I don't know why he hasn't listened to us yet because he definitely is a listener of the podcast, but <laughs> he he tries so much. He tries to do so much, and I'm a really big like I really think that less is more with him. He's such a skilled player and he has the like he's just has such great vision and he's just he's trying to do everything himself and you're you're in the NHL. It's not going to happen. This isn't this isn't the minors. This isn't any of that garbage that he used to play. It's it's so difficult. I don't know why he's I guess maybe because he he's got this like hometown like stress on his back type of thing where he feels like he has to excel and do so much, but I feel like he's just he's got to settle down. He's got to realize like you don't have to do everything yourself. You have to just take it easy. You got another four players on your on your team here. Let everybody do their play their role properly and everything else will come come in hand. How about you, Blaine? Well, I've had the uh, the pleasure of watching Jonathan play since he was in junior, um, being in Halifax. Uh, what we're seeing is what we saw from him in junior. Uh, where Gibby's right, he's trying to do way too much. Um, he he feels like he has to pick the team up on his shoulders and carry them. He's he doesn't need that right now. When he was a, when he was in junior, his best hockey. Uh, best two-way hockey was when he was work, uh, playing with McKinnon. He played on the wing. McKinnon was at center, and he fed off of McKinnon. So it's kind of what he was doing uh, at the once he was paired up with Domi. It was the same dynamic. Domi Domi played that same dynamic style that McKinnon played. Obviously, I'm not comparing Domi to McKinnon. They're not the same uh, level. But not yet, it, not it, yet, it, but there will be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same style. It's the same style of play. So uh, Drew Ryan fit really well at, uh, with that. But for some reason, he's kind of pulled away from from that that dynamic a little bit, and he's trying to do way too much. Now, Coach Ducharme, when he was here in Halifax, uh, it took him a little bit of time to to massage Drew Ryan's ego a little bit because he, he is a bit of a – he wants to be that center of attention. So he, he needs his ego flattered a bit kind of get that get satiated a little bit there fed that way but it, i think Sharm is working on him a little bit now and that game, that back to back game he was obviously tired because he was making mistakes yeah. every shift so um what we're seeing from Joy is the same growing pains that we saw when he was in junior now it's going to tail off and there's going to be games where he just plays absolutely horrible hockey it happens but if for him finding that consistency where he's he's more effective more often than not that that's what we're kind of i'm hoping that he can get to by the end of this season with Ducharme there he knows him he he knows how to uh to communicate with him i think it's going to end up by the end of the year we're going to see uh drew playing a much better two-way game and, and putting up some points maybe 
maybe as many as 65. Oh, so. wow. Okay, yeah. So for me, I just think that, and I heard something on the radio today, and I kind of agree with that. I think everybody's expecting him to be a superstar. I don't think he is that guy. I think he's a very talented kid, but I don't think he's going to be that 30, 35 goal scorer. That's not him. I don't think that's him, and I think that's what people were kind of hoping for when we got him. That's not him. I think we just have to gonna have to accept the fact that he's just a really good player. He will find his game. He's still young, but he's never going to be that superstar main piece on the team. I don't think he's going to be what he was in junior. I think he's going to be a very good NHL player, just not that elite-level player. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's... In junior, he was the, the go-to guy in Halifax his, his second season after he was drafted. And when, he was, uh, when McKinnon already left, he was the go-to guy. He was the star player. <clears throat> and in junior, that worked. But at the NHL level, Drew Way, as talented as he is, he's too inconsistent to be that superstar. He is more of a complementary piece. Yeah, so exactly. You put him on the wing, and you, he can support that that other player he's he would compl- he complements domi domi plays a much better two-way game uh he's much better uh defensively they're both very fast so they their styles complement each other and that's that's kind of that's going to be Drew's niche uh, that that i think that's going to be his his high end i don't i don't see him becoming that superstar player either but maybe getting an all-star nod once in a while Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And and what he makes, I think, is is f- five million. I think that's that's him. You know, what I mean, that's he's pretty much what you get in that, that five million dollar salary. That's the type of player he, he is. I don't. Yeah, twenty five goal scorer. Yeah. That that's what I see from him. And you know, there's only one thing that really bothers me, and I hope that maybe it's he's still young. Like I said, I hope that's something that he kicks. Is I find that. When he makes mistakes, he gets frustrated and he gives up on the play. And he does that a lot. I hope that with maturity, as he sees that, I hope the coaches get on him for that stuff because I find that he's kind of like bratty a little bit where he, he'll make a mistake and just you know forget about the play. That is true. He does do that. I, I've noticed that myself as well. But we have to remember he's only 23. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's what forward, I mean. He's just going to be coming into his... his uh, his prime in a couple more years, he's still not there yet. So if he can find that, that discipline and that consistency in, in three more seasons, then yeah, this is going to be uh, a player that everyone's going to enjoy. But as you said, I don't, he's not going to be the centerpiece of this Montreal Canadiens franchise. No. And I don't think we should expect him to be. And I think, like I said, I, I, I don't, I'm not giving up. I think the kid's going to be good. I think he'll find his game. He's still growing. He's still young. Just people have to stop expecting him to be that superstar. That's not who he is. It's not who he's going to be, but he will be a good player. But he's got great hair. <laughs> great <laughs> hey, hair. Hey, he trimmed it. He trimmed it, though. <laughs> had to get rid of the uh, had to get rid of the uh, the dead end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dead. That's right. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna play a little game of true or doo doo. It's a game that I invented. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis <laughs> loves to invent games here. <laughs> All right. So let's start with you, Gibby. True or doo doo? Nicola Delorier does not suit this Habs team style of play. I'm going to say true. Uh, 
he excelled he excelled last year, but with the new implemented system, I feel like he hasn't looked that great, and uh, he's a little bit too slow for the system. Blaine? I have to agree with Gibby. Uh, last year, when there was no system at all, he could just play whatever he wanted, and he was fine. This year, when you have a system that relies on speed and execution, the only thing he ha- he's fast at executing is missed body checks. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like he can do that. He can't even time a hit <laughs> right now, I, for real. It's that bird cage yeah, he's got on. <laughs> I think that's what's slowing him down. The, yeah. uh, the wind dynamics on the birdcage is just pulling him back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. True or doo-doo, Gibby? The Habs made a mistake choosing Pekka over Jacob De La Rose. True or doo-doo? It's, uh, it's pretty funny, actually. Treg and I had a little uh, dispute over JDLR and Pekka. I think I owe him, I owe him a I, I lost the bet, but I'm going to say doo-doo on this one. Um <laughs> It's it's too early to tell. Plus, with JDL, JDLR's speed, I'm not sure how good he would be in the system. But it's you you can't tell. You can't tell at this point anymore because JDLR never even played in the system, and Pekka's here. Pekka's looked okay. So I'm going to say doo-doo. Blaine? Uh, I'm going to say true, and it's it's not about just this year, but kind of looking forward. Making a decision to keep... Uh, someone you signed as a free agent over someone you drafted and developed in-house, I think that's the, the mistake. So, um, yeah, I think the Habs made a mistake there. Uh, and, and I don't see it as a choice between JDLR and Pekka either. I, I think Delorey was would be the choice to make to get rid of. Yeah, that, yeah I agree. That's me. Yeah, I, Trying to go off the board a bit. Yeah, no, and I think I th- I agree with you guys. I think Pekka to like I, maybe it doesn't have to be between them two. It seems like that's what it was, but I would maybe one of the older guys like you know Plakanich over JDLR or Shaw, or, you know one of those guys I thought would go before they would let JDLR walk. But uh, yeah, I'm not in this game. This is you guys. <laughs> okay, next question: <laughs> Nikita Sherback. Is we spoke of uh, Gibby touched on this, but is he getting treated unfairly by the organization? Gibby, true or doo doo? I'm gonna say true to a to a certain extent because at the end of the day, you got to show that you want it. You got to show at practice that you want to play and show your intensity. But I feel like with calling up Kenny Augustino over calling up bringing back Nikita Sherback, it's kind of like it's kind of like a slap in the face and. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too sure where this this Sherback fiasco is going. I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to. I'm starting don't, to feel like the other guys, like Galchenia. Yeah, and, I don't. I don't like it because I think we're kind of devaluing him. And maybe tr- if we end up do if we end up trading him, I feel like he's going to excel on a different team, and that's going to just hurt my heart. Blaine, I'm going to say a little bit true. Now, there was plenty of t- uh, chances in those first 10 games to get him in and get some reps. Uh, whether he showed enough at practice or not, I- I'm not sure. Um, I haven't heard one way or the other, but since he was sent down for his conditioning stint, I mean, he, he was stick in his last game with them, and he's, got- he's going to be playing tonight. Now, with the call-up of Agostino, uh, there's-, there's Byron and uh, Army out, so it could be 
that they just wanted him to get a full game healthy under his belt in Laval tonight before they get him to come back to the team in time for a game against Buffalo or Vegas. Hmm. So uh, I'm going I'm to hold off on poo-pooing on the team a little bit <laughs> and, until then, but I'm going to have to say it's a little bit true just because they had 10 games to give him a shift or two, and they yeah. didn't. And there's been guys who have been pretty bad that I think could have taken a seat. Yeah. So I have to agree. Oh, yeah. All right. True or doo-doo? Carey Price is not an elite goaltender anymore, Gibby. Doo-doo. 100% doo-doo. You look at, look at Holtby, Matt Murray. Those guys are elite goalies, and they're struggling this year as well. Price has doesn't have a very good defense. Let's be realistic here. So it's showing a lot more because he is, I feel like he, he had, we have such a, again, with expectations, we have such a high expectation for price. So the moment that he's mediocre or average or regular, that's it. He's trash. Nobody likes him. It's, it's illogical thinking. I don't like it. So I'm going to say doo-doo. Carey Price is still one of the best goalies in the world. Blaine? I'm going to go with the most absolute doo-doo I have ever <laughs> smelled in my life. I'll give you two there. There we go. There we go. Ah, there. Oh. He, <laughs> he, he's, he's still in the conversation for that top-tier elite goaltenders in the NHL. Yes, he's had problems this year. And Gibby's right. <laughs> this team has not been helping him very much at all, especially in the last four or five years. And he is still able to find ways to win. Now, last night at the back end of a back-to-back, he lets in a bad goal, and then everyone suddenly says, oh, he's making too much money, trash him, get rid of it. Yeah, no, he is still an elite <laughs> goaltender. He's only 31 years old. Holy cow, guys, he's up. Yeah. <laughs> at agree. least wait until the end of the season. I agree. I think that's one other thing that's kind of hindering him is the fact that he's making so much money as well. So it's kind of, and and he's got he's making money for a long time. So everybody's gonna criticize yeah, everything about it. So, well, guys, that was fantastic. I loved all your answers. You guys are great at this, uh, Blaine. Uh, we're not going to take you anymore. I know you're busy tonight, so I'd like to thank you for joining the show and give us some plugs. Where can we read your stuff? Uh, Where can we hear your stuff? I mean, everybody knows, but just tell us anyway. Well, uh, as as mentioned in the intro, I am a staff writer at All Habs, and you can read my stuff there. You can hear hear some of my really bad hockey hot takes on uh, Habs Unfiltered, (laughs) where I I take pride and pleasure in chirping Treg (laughs) all the time. Um, (laughs) and this week if anyone's looking to find me personally see me in in person and say hi or get an autograph throw something at me uh you can find me in dartmouth i'm going to be playing in the hockey helps a homeless hockey tournament this weekend uh playing for the vets canada team against uh, people like uh, george larock and uh the killer doug gilmore wow nice nice Hopefully he doesn't hurt me too bad. Are you, uh, <laughs> you, you rocking the, the old uh, Sherwood wooden stick there? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you using? Oh, I, I, use a, uh, I use a true stick with a, a six lie and a, uh, an 85 flex. All right. <laughs> Attaboy. 
<laughs> All right, Blaine, thank you so much for doing this, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate this. This was a great time, and, uh, you know, for being the second best show in the All Habs family, you did a great job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Blaine. <laughs> Get out of here. at it again it's lewis and gibby and friends we're friends <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i added that uh, whatever but we are friends um so now it is time for quick thought uh quick thoughts gibby what do you prefer do you prefer a 7 o'clock during the week start or a 7.30 during the week start? Uh, 7. I love 7 o'clock. I love the 7 o'clock games, and I like that uh, we had two 7 o'clock games this week so far. But why? Simply because when I get off work, I go home, I shower, take the pup for a walk, come back, uh, eat some dinner, and by the time I'm done, it's uh, it's like... 6.50, just in time for game time, sit on the couch, pop it on, watch the last five minutes of the pregame show. For the 7.30 games, there's like that half hour of awkwardness that I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> with myself, so yeah. Yeah. That's you why. see, you're lucky because you live like, I mean, you work five minutes away from your house. I yeah. work like 40 minutes away. So for me, I like the 7.30 because I like to come home, settle down, maybe mix in a couple games of uh, some chell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mix her up, mix her up, get her going here, get the, get the liquid flowing. And for me, it's just, I feel so rushed when I get home having to eat and take a shower and then try to relax. And then it's, yeah, so 7.30 all day during the week for me. So, uh, okay. It's, you know, it's nice, uh, it's nice living, uh, working real close to the house, but, you know, I don't have that luxury. Yeah, I live... Right? Uh, Five. I'm, I'm literally leaving work at like 4.50. I get home at like 4.54. Yeah. So it's incredible. Lucky. Now, this came from yesterday. It's a quick thought from yesterday. If a player is given a penalty for a play and the recipient of that play does not return to the game, what do you think about ejecting the player who injured them to even things up? No, I don't like it. They're given the penalty. They're, ser- they're serving their time. So right. you don't feel like it's kind of a disadvantage. So at that point, it's like, hey, you, this guy can't return. It was a dirty play. You're out of the game. No, at I don't. their discretion. I'm not saying every play, every hit. <laughs> no, I don't right? like it at the referee's discretion. Almost like a red card. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. No red cards all. in hockey. No red cards, man. No red cards. Nothing. No, you don't like no. it because no, I just feel fan. like, especially watching yesterday's game, the Habs game. I mean, with Armia. Joel Armia out of the game, it just becomes a disadvantage. And what if a guy's going out there on purpose to injure a guy, make your bench short? Yeah, but if it's if it's one of those guys that are like a goon, having them out, they'll of the usually game. get a game misconduct. Yeah, so not it has that. to be really malicious. Yeah, not me. even that though. Like they're they're goons. They won't no be, red. Like, so no red cards. No and red yellow cards. cards no hockey. yellow cards. Imagine if that was. <laughs> 
<laughs> if that was the case, stop, stop play, and the ref pulls out a yellow card. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's starting to become like soccer. You see Brad Marshall's embellishment. Yeah, Jesus, man. that guy. I mean, just always, always in the news for the wrong reasons. He's so good, but he's just so silly. Yeah, he is. Um. All right, so you know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Picked Weekly. We pick sports. Yeah. All right, so. So? We all went one and one, except I went one, one, and one got the yes, extra point. Yes, you did, Lewis. You did. Um, so, yeah. The new standings are Gibby is six and six. Lewis, six and six and one. One. Hey. And Lizzie is seven and five. So, tight race for I'm the kids. I'm only one point behind Lizzie right now. Yes. You're in last place, though. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. I'll let you guys have the early season garbage and i'll just sweep the floor with you guys at the end all right so my new picks or you want to go ahead no you can go ahead go ahead okay so my new picks are tampa bay versus the islanders i'm taking tampa bay four two and then vancouver versus buffalo i'm taking vancouver two to one and what days are those games thursday and saturday i never change it up okay so i'm gonna take a friday game Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take Washington to beat Columbus at home. Okay. And it's going to be 5-2 okay. Washington. And then I'm going to take a Sunday game. And it's going to be Arizona mm-hmm. to beat Washington. Wow. Yeah. And Arizona is going to beat Washington 4-2. to two. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Um, Lizzie's picks. Let me just pull them up. She sent it to me. Uh, Lizzie has the Canucks beating Boston 4-2. Okay. And that's on the 8th? That's Thursday. So Thursday. Okay. And no, the, that's not possible. Yeah, it's the 8th. Yeah, so Thursday. And then the Jackets to beat the Rangers on Saturday. And the score will be 3-1. to one. What was that second one? Jackets to beat the Rangers, 3-1. to one. Another easy pick there, Lizzie. And then the Canucks to beat Boston, 4-2. to two. You are taking easy picks, hey, Lizzie. Hey, there is no <laughs> I'm rules. Kidding. There's no rules. Listen, man, I'm just here to bust some chops. All right, no problem. Um, all right, so that's the weekly sports picks. It's now time for the fantasy update. I got a All right, so last week, Grab My Pekka lost 9-4 to Montreal Rehabs. I'm having a rough go this season, <laughs> but so it is far, what it is. no good. Um, Here, Blaine, I'll hit you with a little... Uh... <laughs> Not liking it. Blaine's Hellborn Habitant tied Alsner's Ulcers. Lewis, yeah, you guys he, tied. Yeah, we spoke about that. Yeah. Um, how you drew in... Beat Team Domination 6-5. Rags to Rache beat Maxstro World 8-5. Uh, I know what I'm drewing. Lost to Attitude Era 6-3. 
Forever Canadians fan beat out Bergie's fourth liners 10-1. And our own Girl Lafleur beat Pasta Primavera 6-5. Hey. Yeah. So uh, a couple good matchups there. I got uh, I got I got demolished. I was pro- actually no. Uh, there was a bigger upset, bigger demolish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blaine came back and he really battled it out. Uh, so I'm staring at uh, Gibby's uh, really dusty light mustache here, and we need your help. We need yeah. some donations to help him get some. Uh, yeah. I told you point one percent of the profits are going to go to products to help him grow faster yeah my my beard well my beard game's not bad takes a little while to grow his beard faster of course yeah (laughs) whatever (laughs) so uh yeah that's uh pretty much all we have right now see See y'all later Have a great time.